we're going, we've been teaching about kingdom economics. And, and the question is, is how, how do we understand how to do certain things in the times of a crisis? I mean, we're, in, we're looking at a crisis within our country, within our nation, even within the world. There are, there are nations that their economy is just really strong. If we're going to operate in the kingdom of God's system, see, there are two systems. Say two systems. There are two systems. There's the kingdom of light or the kingdom of dark. You can call it the kingdom of God. You can call it the kingdom of the world. You know, there's basically two systems, two kingdoms. And these two kingdoms are diabolically opposed to each other. You either operate in one or you operate in the other. Come on, somebody. So we have to understand that the world's kingdom is based on selfishness. Me, 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 me. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me everything. It's selfish. It's all about me. It's all about me. What about me? What about me? What about me? That's how the world system operates. How many of you know that the world system operates that you're ruled by emotions? Man, if it feels good, do it. Just do it. Do it till you're satisfied. Go on and do it. Do it. You know what I mean? And that's how the world <laughs> that's how the world is. It's just like, okay, it's all about me. If it feels good, I'm gonna do it. The kingdom of the world also operates by fear. Say fear. It operates by fear. It operates by fear. And how many of you know Satan is the ruler over that kingdom, the kingdom of the world? But praise God, you're born again. Amen. Amen. Come on, praise God, you're born again. Amen. Because we don't operate in that kingdom. That's the kingdom that we're not going to operate in. We're going to operate in the kingdom of light. Amen. And And the kingdom of light operates in God's love. God's love is not selfish love. Are you with me? Come on, it's, it's unselfishness. It's about, it's about what, what can we do to help others? So we begin to look at that God's love, his agape love. And some of you, we need to really understand how much God loves us. We sang a song and it was like, God loves you. There, how deep, how wide. I'm telling you, God loves you. Say, God loves me. Come on, come on, say it. God loves me. You need to know that. You need to know that God loves you. You need to know that in the midst of of where we're at, in the difficult crisis that we're under, the economic downturn or whatever it might be, that in the middle of that, God loves you. And he's not going to stop loving you. Hello? Just like a a father, just like a papa, just like a daddy. He's not going to stop loving you. So we understand that God's kingdom, it's, it's controlled by God's love. And we also know that God's kingdom, it's, it's not controlled by emotion. There are times where you've got to get back of the situation and you've got to get the word of God on it. How many of you know the kingdom of God operates by faith? Say faith. It operates by what? Faith. It operates by faith, not fear. It operates by faith, not fear. It operates by faith, not fear. We're not going to get in fear. We're going to stay in faith because we're going to see some things manifest. And how many of you know that Jesus is the king of this kingdom? Amen. Can we give Jesus a hand in the house this morning? Hallelujah. So we've been learning about the kingdom of God. We've been learning about how to operate in kingdom economics. In order to be successful in the kingdom of God's system, you have to have a manual. You have to have the Bible. You have to have the Word. The Word of God is going to help you be able to operate that way. See, if you don't know the Word, then you won't be successful. Hello? If we don't know the word, and there's times where we just don't know the word on it. We just don't know what God truly says about it. And we can't be successful without the word. This, this Bible, this word, is the only book in the Library of Congress that's living. It's the living word. Say, it's the living word. It's the word. It's the word. It's the word, it's the word of God. It's, it's, it's God's word. 
See, and the devil has tried to convince you that just reading this word is just a religion. That's what he's tried to convince you of. The devil's tried to convince you of that. And I'm here to tell you, don't give up. I'm here. No, no, you didn't hear me this morning. I said, don't give up. Don't quit. Don't push back, but begin to push forward. I'm telling you, when you begin to get this word of God in you, it will change some things. So don't cave in and don't quit. That's a word for somebody this morning. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, don't quit. Tell your other neighbor, say, don't quit. The question is, is we, we, will we really trust God? If we trust God, then we'll rest. Pastor, it's a difficult time. What are we going to do? We're going to rest. We're going to trust God, and we're going to rest. We're going to trust God, and we're going to rest. We're going to trust God, and we're going to rest. You can rest even while you have activity. Hello? So you, uh, uh, when we trust God and rest, let me give you a biblical example. There was um, the lady that came before the, co- the king, Esther. Do you remember Esther? She came before the king, and Mordecai came to Esther, and he said, Esther, if you don't do something, the Jewish nation is going to be wiped out. So you have to do something. And Esther knew that if you come before the king and you're not invited to come before the king, off with your head. And you know what Esther said? She basically said, for God I live or God I die. I'm going to do this. I'm going to come before the king. And if he's off with my head, it's off with my head. Or if it's we're going to save a nation, she trusted God and rested. And there was an appointed time where she came before the king, and he extended the scepter to her, and he says, what do you want? Trust and rest. Say that. Trust and rest. Trust and rest. I've got to trust God. I've got to rest. What about Daniel? Don't you think Daniel trusted God? I mean, they sent out a decree, and they said, look, you're no longer going to be able to pray. Daniel goes to the window, and he's praying like he did three times a day. And he's praying, and he's at this window, and they see him, and they're like, you're not supposed to do that. I mean, he trusted God. And not, tell me, did he rest in the lion's den? And it wasn't a silly posturepedic. <laughs> Hello? He, he used a, a lion pillow. Come on, somebody. Because he trusts God. Tell your neighbor, say, trust God. How about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Didn't they basically say, look, if my God doesn't save me, I'm still not going to bow down to you. In other words, if I'm going to operate in the kingdom of God's principle, and if God doesn't come through for me, it don't matter. I'm still not going to operate in the world's system. Come on, somebody. I'm going to operate in the kingdom of God's system. (laughs) Nebuchadnezzar, he's like, well, I hope my God saves you. They said, even if he don't. If God doesn't do another miracle in your life, will you still trust him? If God doesn't raise you from the dead, will you still trust him? If God doesn't heal the person that you're there and say, wait a minute, will I still trust him in the midst of that? Even, even if your parent dies, even if you've been praying and fasting, will you still trust him in the middle of what's taking place in your life? Will you trust him? Oh, come on, I'm preaching good up in here this morning. You're going to trust him this morning. Amen. See, we got to make up our mind like they made up their mind. For God, I live or God, I die. For God, I live or God, I die. I am not going to bow down to the enemy. I am not going to allow him to pull me back and turn me away from church or turn me away from the things of God or turn my back because things aren't going right the way I want him to go because I still trust God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 
You know why? It's the Word. Say the Word. Say it again. Again. It's the Word of God. It's the Word of God. See, because a lot of people are like, well, I don't know why you go to church. I don't know why you give money. I don't know why you give your time. I don't. You know what? We're going to find out when we die. You die, and you die without God, you're going to find exactly out that everything is real. Come on, somebody. You're going to find out that heaven is real. You're going to find out that the angels are real. You're going to find out that the demons are real. See, the world system, they don't even believe in heaven or hell. Well, I don't even know hell exists. You die, you're going to find out. You die and you die without God, you're going to find out. See, when I die, I'm going to find out. I'm going to know it's real. I'm going to know that there is a heaven. I'm going to know that there's glory. Hallelujah. I'm going to know that there is a God. I'm going to know those things when I die because for God I live or God I die. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know. Something got me stirred up in here this morning. I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's just the love of God. Amen. So listen, you're going to find out. And some people are like, you know, I don't know about all that stuff. I don't know if you got to do all that stuff. I don't know if you got to believe God. Don't let some book you read, don't let some TV show that you watched that says Jesus was married. I'm talking about the Da Vinci Code. That's a bunch of garbage. Don't let some book you read by some author that don't like church keep you away from the things of God. Don't let some TV show tell you that, you know, is this really real? Don't let a professor tell you at the university that this book is nothing but a bunch of stories. It is factual, it is accurate, and it has been proven to be that. Can I get an amen? Amen. See, but what happens is we listen to something or we read about something on the Internet that may challenge the Word of God that's within you, and you begin to back off. Don't back off. You begin to push in. Don't let it get you off the things of God. Don't let it knock you off of the things that are there for God. Just because somebody may die and you've been praying for their healing, don't allow that to knock you off the things of God. You stay on that path. You stay on those things of God. Can I get an amen? Hallelujah. See, a lot of times we may pull up something and watch something on YouTube that's going to that's gonna come from the world, and you're going to say, well, did God really say? Did God really say get in the Word and find out? Don't let that thing keep you from moving forward with the things of God. We, can we purpose in our heart not to let those things keep us from choosing God's kingdom? Keep us from operating in the kingdom of God. Don't let those things turn us away from the principles in the word of God. Well, I believed in healing. It didn't happen. It did happen. It may not have happened the way you understood it to happen. Hello? My mom and my dad both have gone home to be with the Lord, and I'm telling you, they got their healing. It may not have happened or manifested the way I wanted that to happen. And I always, 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 always operate in the kingdom of God first. Healing rooms, you got somebody that's going to a doctor, the first thing they need to do is go to that healing room. They are spreading across the country. Because that's the kingdom of God's system. And they might pray, and they might pray, and they might pray, and guess what? All of a sudden, things begin to happen. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. We'll get into that in just a minute. The question today is, will you operate? Will you operate in the kingdom of God's system? Or will you get in the world system first? Will you keep walking in the wrong direction and fall away from the living God? Don't fall away from the things of God. Continue 
to stand in. Don't let some talk show person or somebody on the news that is to turn you away from the things of God or try to convince you that the Bible is not real. This is real. Ask your neighbor, who are you with? Go ahead, ask your neighbor. The question is, who are you with? Who are you with? Who are you with? Are you with the things of God or are you with the things of the world? The Bible says this. It says, I set before you life and death. Life and death. Life and death. He says, blessings or curses. Choose life. You choose. You choose. Tell your neighbor, say, you got a choice. You got a choice. You know what? We got a choice. We've got a choice. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, because we're going to get into the Word of God this morning. Amen. It's the Word of God. It's the Word. The Word is so good. The Word is so good. The Word is, is so good. Matthew chapter 6, let's look at verse 33. But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. To seek what? First. That Greek word means first. It means first in proton. It's proton. It means first in, in, in position, first in order, first in rank, before anything else. The Amplified Version, I think it says to pursue or to aim after, first seeking those things first. So if a Christian has a need, we need to make the kingdom of God a priority. If you've got a need, you're going to have to make the kingdom of God a priority. Well, I got a need. I got a need in my marriage. Seek first the kingdom of God. I got a need. I got a need in my home. Well, I'm going to do it God's way. Amen? I want to do my marriage God's way. Oh, come on. I've done it the world's way. I want to do it God's way. And there's forgiveness. There's love. There's patience. There's kindness. There's goodness. Who, who was talking about? Lenny was talking about the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Are you with me? I want to be able to do it God's way. Say God's way. God's way. So if I'm going to have marriage, I'm going to do it what? God's way. If I'm going to deal with my finances, I'm going to do it what? God's way. If I'm going to handle parenting children, i got to do it what? God's way. So if I'm going to be able to have good health, I need to do it what? God's way. If I want wisdom and revelation, I need to do it God's way. God's way. I've got to do it God's way. I want to do it God's way. I want to do it God's way. God's, God's way is the proven way. No, no, God's way is the proven way. He's proven this way. It's been proven time and time again God's way. So we need to make the kingdom of God. God's way of doing things the priority. Do we seek first his kingdom? Do we seek first God's way of doing it, or are we seeking first the world's way? It doesn't matter what the doctor says. God's way is better. It doesn't matter what your, your financial counselor says. I don't know why you tithe. God's way is better. I don't know why you give. God's way is better. Well, I don't know why you come out to the back-to-school bash and spend all that money and do all them things. You know why? Because we're going to do it. Turn to your neighbor and say, do it God's way. See, I love the kingdom. I love the kingdom of God. I love God's way of doing things. I love the, his dominion. I love his authority. I love God's way of doing things. I love that. And when we do that, we want the kingdom of God to advance. We want the kingdom of God to increase. Turn with me to Mark chapter 4. Let's look at verse 21. See, a lot of times we don't know how to seek first the kingdom of God. How are you going to do that? How do I seek God first? How do I, isn't that a question? How do I do that? If I'm going to seek first the kingdom of God, how do I do that? Give me some steps. How am, I, how am I going to begin to do that? I can teach you. I can teach you how to seek the kingdom of God first 
But you have to understand, you have got to make it a priority. You have got to make it first thing. You have got to say, okay, I now want to enter in to those things that God has. And Mark chapter 4, verse 21. Before we read that, I just, those of you, I challenged some of you yesterday or last week that we talked about Mark chapter 4, and we read through, he was talking about a parable. And Jesus was taking this parable, and it was the parable of the seed. And it was, it was sown on rocky soil, and then it was sown on, on, on uh, the enemy came and snatched it away. And then there was another seed that was sown that, that, that pressures of the world began to come in, and it, was, it didn't produce a harvest. And then there was another seed that was sown that we worried Worry, 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 worry. We worried, worried, worried. We worry about this and we worry about that. We worry about that. We think that's a, that's a spiritual gift to worry. It's my spiritual gift. Just, I'm a worrier. I just got somebody got to worry. I mean, pastor ain't worried about it. Somebody got to worry. It's my spiritual gift. I got to worry. I can't find that in the Word of God. He said, don't worry. So we worry, and because we worry, it doesn't produce a harvest. But I want you to know in verse 20, do you know that you're in the Bible? You are. You are in the Bible. I don't have it for you to pull up, but I just listen to this. In Matthew chapter 4, verse, um, verse 20, or um, excuse me, Mark. Did I tell you Matthew? Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4, verse 20. You're in this. Tell your neighbor, say, you're here. Listen to what it says. And, and the, those are the ones on whom the seed was sown, verse 20, on the good soil. You are sowing seed on good soil. You're that one. And here's what it says it does for you. They hear the word, and they accept it, and what? Bear fruit, 30, 60, or 100-fold. Isn't that good news today? That's you. That's you, Joe. That's you. That's you right there. You, you are in, in verse 20. I don't have that on, on the Scripture for you, but I want you to look at it. It says you, you, sow, you sow the seed, and that seed lands in what? Good soil, and it does what? It produces a harvest. So let's look at Mark chapter 4, verse 21, and we're just going to kind of step through this. We'll take a look at what Jesus was saying. And he was saying to them, a lamp is not brought to be put under a basket, is it, or under a bed? Is it not brought to be put on the lampstand? So, so a lamp. You don't take a lamp. How many of you got a lamp and you can only turn it on because you can roll underneath the bed and turn it on? That's what he's saying. He's like, you're not going to take this lampstand and put it under there or hide it under a bushel basket, you're going to take this lampstand and you're going to set it out right here and you're going to be able to turn it on. Why? So it will give light to the entire room. So he says, who is a, a lamp? It's not to be put under the bed. If you got your lamp under your bed, get it out. <laughs> number one, it's dangerous. It can cause a fire, amen? And number two, you know, God says, don't be putting that thing up under your bed. So take that thing out. And put it on a lampstand. Okay? Let's look at verse 22. For nothing is hidden except to be revealed, nor has anything been secret, but that it will come to light. Man, we use this, we use this scripture sometimes a lot in, in kind of sinful things. Well, it's hidden, it's going to come to light. But he was using it here. He was saying, you know what? That lamp, that seed that's been sown in you, prior scriptures, that seed that's been sown in you, if you'll take that lamp and bring it out and you'll let others see it, it will reveal things that are hidden. Things that are hidden. What are we putting inside us that are hidden for the things of God that all of a sudden when pressure comes, it'll be revealed? 
There it is. Oh, my God shall meet all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. No weapon formed against me shall prosper, but every tongue that rises up against me will be shown to be in the wrong. So you begin to look at this. You say, what was hidden down there, Wayne, that now all of a sudden is going to be revealed? So those things in secret that you've hidden, they'll what? They'll come to light. In other words, they'll come to be seen by somebody else. Go ahead. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Ooh, if anybody has ears to hear. You know what that really is? If anyone has understanding or to understand. See, uh, Proverbs chapter 4, it says, get wisdom and get your wisdom, get your understanding. See, how many of us today will hear something and truly understand it? I'm believing you'll hear something today, and you're truly going to understand it. And those things you understand, the enemy won't be able to take from you. So he says, have understanding. Have ears to what? To hear, to have understanding. Because there's a lot of times my wife might give me directions. (laughs) I am directionally challenged. Me too. I need a garment attached to my hand. I am, Stacy. I'm. I'm sorry, but I am. My wife can say, "We need to take this exit, the third one up," and it, and she'll go. That was the exit, and I'm just, okay. <laughs> uh, there are times I I heard her, but I didn't understand. Come on, somebody. So <laughs> there's a difference between. <laughs> She said I didn't listen. Now, can you imagine that? <laughs> so we're real folk in here. We're real folk in here. So, so I, 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 I heard her when she, said, when she said, I didn't understand I was supposed to move over a couple lanes. Because there was the exit, and I was going to take the exit, but I was in the outside lane. Oh, come on, somebody. Some of the men coming. Can I get some men to back me up at all in here today? <laughs> it's like, hey, I was, in the, I was in the wrong lane, and it was like, you know, you're supposed to get over there. And it was like, over there. And it, sometimes it's like, I made it, honey. I made it. I try to stay away from that. I try to slow down, and I'm like, oh, well, I guess I can turn around. You know why? Because I trust and rest. I trust and rest. I trust and rest in the Lord. Amen? So he says, what about your understanding? Look at verse 24. And he was saying to them, take care what you listen to. By your standard of measure, it will be measured to you, and more will be given you besides. When he was talking about taking care, I think the King James Version, it it literally means um, to take thought. Or to take study, to take thought or to take study of what you listen to. What are you hearing? What are you, what are you hearing? The prophetic voice that can come forth would, would pick up the, the voice of the Lord and begin to declare that voice in the earth realm. Are you with me? That prophetic. Paul tells us that, that we're all to prophesy. So when you hear, what are you hearing? Are you, are you getting an understanding of what you're hearing? And then are you being able to take care of that? Because... Nothing happens when you get this message and you don't do what it said. If we read the word and are not... Oh, come on, somebody. So, if I was to look at a lazy Christian, a lazy Christian, 
you, you got here. Let me use your car as an example. You got here. Your car got here, but you had to do something to get it here. You didn't get... Right now, we haven't got the technology. Maybe it will be down in the future that you'll just, you know, speak and it'll be voice activated and take me to church and be like the George Jetson stuff, and you'll be at church, and you won't have to do anything. But right now, we don't have that. So when you got in the car, you put it on cruise control, who still had to steer? Who still had to use the brakes? So there's something that we have to still do, right? There's something that we have to still do. So what, what began to happen is if, if you got here and you got in your car and you started it and you put it in drive, there's something that you have to do. But now a lot of us, we don't do nothing. We come and we sit and we hear and we walk away not, he, not remembering anything of what we've talked about. It was good, though. Pastor made me laugh. What was the message? I don't know. Now, look, I've been there. I've been right where you are. Walked away, felt better about the things of God, felt encouraged, felt challenged, and thought, you know what? I don't even remember what the message was on, but I know it was good. It was good. It gave my tummy. It made my tummy feel good. Are you with me? So he began to look at this, and I think, I think when he said, take thought or take study to what you listen to. So we need to look at that because we just can't be a cruise control Christian. We got cruise control Christians. We expect to overcome lack and get into abundance but do nothing with it. It's not going to happen, y'all. We can expect, well, to sit on the couch and to love God and to sit on the couch and love God and, 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 and everything's going to be taken care of. What? God's going to come down and fix your dinner and bring it to you? Are you with me? Hello? But that's what we do. We thought, well, I got a good message on Sunday, or I went to the small group on Wednesday, but, but I want the abundance that God talks about, but I don't want to do anything to it. You know what this is? This is listening, but nothing's happening. Yeah. You'll miss the exit. <laughs> You'll miss the exit. Now, here's what we believe. Because James says faith without works is we need to be a doer of the word of God. So check this out. If you get a message and we preach it, there are some of you that I know when I preach it, you're taking some notes. I know I've received texts during the week and said, what about this scripture? What about that scripture? Or said, what is this? What is this additional study? I know that if you're beginning to take that message and you literally listen to it, and you, and you meditate on it, and you get it in you over and over and over and over again, you are going to get something out of it. You're going to get more than something out of it than if you just take it, and then you go and you throw it in the trunk, and you say, I know where that's at. My next time I come to church, then I know what it'll be. There is something that you're not going to be able to get than those of us that are saying, I'm seeking after the kingdom of God first. I'm going to go after the things of God first that we're going to be able to meditate on those things and we'll be able to overcome some things. Well, pastor, I just want God to deliver me. He'll deliver you. Sometimes it may take like it took me. It might take a few years for deliverance to happen. Come on, somebody. But if you continue to stay on the things of God, if you continue to say, hey, wait a minute, I'm going to stay in the things of God. I am not going to give up. I am going to get something out of this. If you'll listen, then things will begin to happen. Things are beginning to happen today. Turn to your neighbor and say he's talking about you. 
Well, you know, I don't want to go to church. I am bored. Listen to this. Any Christian that's getting tired of coming to church is a Christian that's not doing anything with what they're hearing. If the truth is, if they'll tell you the truth, they won't tell you that. They don't want you to know that. But you're not doing something with what they hear. But when you start acting on what you're hearing and on what you believe, and you go on an adventure in faith... When you start going on that adventure in faith, then you become what James says, that we are a doer of the Word of God. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're a doer. You're a doer. Come on, tell somebody, you're a doer. You're a doer. Because what happens is that that faith that's mixed, that Word mixes with faith. That Word mixes with faith, and all of a sudden, there's an explosion. So when I'm unable to forgive... I can read the word and faith will come in and I'll still say, okay, I forgive you. When I'm unable to love, it'll come in and it'll say, okay, I can now love you. When I'm unable to do those things that God says, really what I want you to do, when I mix that with faith, then things begin to happen and I can begin to rise up and say, hey, I am now become a doer of the word of God. And God will say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Enter in to the joy of the Lord. I want to be a doer. I want to mix what I hear with faith. Today, God says, I'm releasing some things for you to mix with your faith today. And when you mix those things with your faith, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Get ready for the explosion. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Get ready for the explosion. When I come into worship, it's not about you. It's about him. It's not about the worship team. And they're awesome. They're anointed. But it's not about them. It's about me connecting. It's about something. All of a sudden, mixing with the Word of God, the meditating on the Word of God that I've had in my heart, and all of a sudden, an explosion occurs. You ready for an explosion? Are you ready for an explosion? Because an explosion will rearrange things. An explosion will rearrange things in your life. All right? Let's look at verse 25. Mark chapter 4, verse 25. For whoever has, to him shall more be given. And whoever does not have, even what he has shall be taken away from him. Man, that's not the world's way, is it? The world's way is just the other way. Our government is even trying to say, look, if you make it, then we're going to take it from you and give it to this person over here because they don't have as much as what you got. But there's something about the kingdom of God. The world's way is not to give it to the person who has it. The world's way is take it from that person that has it and give it to somebody who doesn't. But God's way says, if you got it, you must have been faithful with it. And if you were faithful with it, then you should get some more of it so you can change the things that it changes. Oh, come on, somebody. Are you hearing me? See, that's why he says when you're faithful of a little, you'll be ruler over much. Because you have to be faithful with it. There's, there's many that I had to be faithful of my $3.20 an hour. I'm telling you my age now. Because the minimum wage when I was in high school was $3. Actually, it was two ninety, two dollars and ninety cents an hour. And y'all are thinking, I wouldn't even work for two ninety an hour. Are you kidding me? I wouldn't even get out of bed. Well, don't expect. Oh, come on, somebody. If we're going to operate in the kingdom of God's system, be faithful with the 290. 
Then it'll go to 330. Then it'll go to 490. Then it'll go to 520. Then it'll go to 7. Then it'll go to 15. Then it'll go to whatever it might be. Are you with me? So we want to operate by the kingdom of God's way. Look at verse, after seeing these scriptures, so what we've seen so far, he's, he says, so this is how the kingdom of God operates. And let's look at verse 26. He was saying the kingdom of God is like a man who casts seed upon the soil. Why would, a, why would you put seed on the soil? Why would you put seed in the ground? Anybody? For harvest. We, we want to put seed in something so it produces a harvest, right? But if we're going to be planting that seed, according to what we've heard, those things that are hidden will be revealed. So what seeds are we planting? Are we planting this in here or is it just here? I know some people that can quote the Bible better than I can, but their life is a mess. I don't wish I wish that wasn't that way. But it's gone from here and not here. They put the seed here and it didn't produce anything because here is where it needs to be. This is a bag of seeds. It's a bag of seeds. If you want corn, what do you plant in the ground? If you want wheat, what do you plant? If you want healing, what do you do? We get scriptures on healing. If we want financial blessing, we get scriptures on finances. Come on, somebody. If we want, if we want revelation, we get scriptures on revelation. If we want wisdom, we find the word of God on wisdom. Everything that we do comes out of a seed. Everything that we do comes out of a seed, out of the word of God. This is the word, right? This is the word. This is the word. But he says, it's a seed. Psalms 119.11, don't turn there. It says, I have hidden in my heart. I've hidden the word in my heart. The word in where? In my heart. Not my... It's got to go from here to... See, when you understand how much God loves you, you can hear it, you can hear it, and you can hear it, and you can say it, but when it goes from here to here, then you're going to know that God loves me. Martin, I'm his favorite. <laughs> well, what about me? You're his favorite too, Shirley. Yeah. Miss Lucille, you're God's favorite. Bonnie, you're God's favorite. Sean, Jody, you're God's favorite. Say, I'm God's favorite. I'm God's favorite. Tell your neighbor, say, I'm his favorite. See, I'm really, I'm, I'm his favorite. I'm his favorite. Because why? Because it went from here to here. Luke 8, 11 says the parable, he was talking about that the seed is the word of God. The seed is the word of God. This is not a book of rules. It's a book of seed. We look at this and say, it's just a book of rules. The world will tell you it's just a book of rules. That's because they haven't read it and they don't understand it. You know why? Because the Bible says the word is inerrant. It's, it's not, it, I believe it. And the Bible says the natural man is not going to understand things that are spiritually appraised. They don't understand because it's blind to them. So your, your seed's not going to do you any good unless it's planted. Let me say that again. 
this seed is not going to do you any good unless it's planted. Not here, but... Not here, but... Not here, but... It's got to be planted in your heart. Oh, Lord, I need money. Plant a seed. Oh, Lord, I need healing. Plant a seed. Oh, Lord, I need faith. Plant a seed. Oh, Lord, I need deliverance. Plant a seed. Oh, Lord, I need a husband. Plant a seed. Oh, Lord, I need a wife. Plant a seed. Are you with me? Oh, Lord, I need deliverance. Plant a seed. Plant a seed. Plant a seed. Plant a seed. Take the word of God and plant the seed because God's not going to plant it for you. Don't you have a choice? You can choose life or death. You can choose to get in it. You can choose not to. You can throw this in, the, in your trunk. You can throw it underneath the coffee table. You can, you can throw it on the dash of your truck. You can just do whatever you want to do with it, but it's going to be your choice. God's not going to do it for you. The Bible is for planting, sowing, and harvesting because that's what seeds are for. Planting, sowing, and harvesting. Planting, sowing, and harvesting. Planting, sowing, and harvesting. Planting, I like that part. Planting, sowing, and harvesting. I like the part of harvesting. I like, I like, oh, give me to the harvest, baby. Give me to the harvest. But there's some work to plant it. There's some work to sow it. Come on, somebody. There's some work for water and rain and doing things the way you know that God wants you to do and forgiving when you need to forgive and bless when you need to bless. There's those different things that will water and then comes the harvest. Can I get an amen? See, we got to get the Word of God on it. We've got to get the Word of God on it. If we plant this Word in the kingdom, then we are going to begin to get the life of the kingdom. Eden is not a place on earth. Eden is inside you. It's inside you. The kingdom of God is within. Let's go to, let's go to Luke. Do we have Luke, King James Version, Luke 17, 21. Jesus, they were saying, the Pharisees were coming to Jesus. He was saying, hey, don't look over here. Don't look over there. Don't look over here. Don't look over here. For the kingdom of God is what? Within you. So there's a garden. Say, I got a garden. You know, we can sing that song. I got a mansion just over the hilltop. I'd be saying, I got a garden that I need to sow in. Because my mansion ain't just over the hilltop. Oh, come on, somebody. I don't want to settle for just getting in. I want my garden to produce. I'm, and if it's here, I'm going to sow a seed. If it's here, I'm going to sow a seed. If it's here, I'm going to sow a seed. If it's here, I'm going to sow a seed. So he says, behold, the kingdom of God is within you. The word is a seed that's planted in your garden. The garden of Eden is no longer on the earth. It is in earthen vessels. That's the garden. Where do you get that peace? From out of the innermost being, what? Flows rivers of living water. Out of the innermost being flows rivers of living water. You have dominion. Why? Because there's a seed within you. You have dominion. I have dominion. Whatever you need to grow, you can grow it. Let me say that again. Whatever you need to grow, you can grow it. I need peace. I need peace. I need the peace that passes all understanding. Then get a seed and put it in your heart. Not your head, not just your head, because it'll drop from here to here, and it'll cause something to grow. Are you getting this, Lauren? It's got to be in here. There's something that's got to be in here. So we begin to look at that, and we say, wait a minute. Whatever it is, I can grow it. How do you grow it? How do you grow it? You grow it by hearing it. 
Faith comes by and hearing the, seeing it. You can see it. We put scriptures up here. Why do we put scriptures up here? Not so you can be lazy. So you can look at the scripture here. You can look at there. You can see it. It's getting in you. It's getting in your eye gate. It's getting in your ear gate. Come on, somebody. And we declare the word. We speak forth the word of God. We declare it with our lips. Why? Because during our tithes and offerings, it said if we decree or declare a thing, it shall be established. Why? Why? It says so light will shine on your way. Your way. Establish some things today. Establish some things and say, wait a minute, the kingdom of heaven is within me. The kingdom of God is within me. Come on, it's not at its fullness. Hear me? Not in its fullness, but every time you get the word of God on it, you get it in your eyes, you get it in your ears, you, you begin to start speaking it out of your mouth, faith begins to grow, and faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, and faith is what pleases God. And they say, wait a minute, now I don't have to operate that way. See, the kingdom of the world does the same way. They take what is perverted, and you see it, and you see it, and you see it, and you see it, and then all of a sudden you think, everybody needs to be loved. So if two guys get married, they're just loving each other. Everybody needs love. It's okay to abort babies because, you know, it's just the way it is. It's okay. See, That's contradictory to the Word of God. So the Word from the world gets perverted. And that perversion begins to set a seed. Oh, come on, somebody. Listen to me now. That perversion begins to set a seed. And because of words or because of images or because of television programs or what you see on the computer or even music, don't think that it's not doing something to you. It do something to you. Even men, strong men and women of God that, are, that were supposedly professing believers saying, well, you know, it, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. Well, if um, two men are supposed to get married, and if then that happened in your life, you wouldn't be here. But it's okay. It's just a sector of society. Oh, don't. Disrespect? Why do our kids disrespect? You know why? They see it. They hear it. They speak it. They disrespect their parents. Why? Because they got too much Homer. Homer Simpson. They, they, they show the, the dad is a stupid idiot. And that's what kids think. Well, then my daddy's just a stupid idiot. Why? Because that's what I watch. That's what it's about. Hello? Sex? pornography, those different things. But I want you to know that you begin to start putting the Word of God in. You start putting in Word. You start putting in the Word. You start putting in the Word. I was addicted to drugs. I was addicted to alcohol. I was addicted in my thoughts. I was addicted in my mind. As a man thinketh within his heart, so is he. And I began to start putting the seed in there. I began to start putting the Word in there. I began to start saying, wait a minute. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. The old has passed away. The new has come. And then when the devil would say, no, you got to have this or you got to have that, you got to have it. And he would dangle it in front of me. I'd say, no, no, I can do all things through 
through Christ who strengthens me. That's not going to help me. I am going to operate in the kingdom of God. I am going to operate. So I overcame my evil harvest with a good harvest. Oh, come on, somebody. Because I put more seed in and more seed in and more seed in and more seed in and more seed in. And then all of a sudden, whoa, I'm delivered. Hallelujah. I don't have to go back to the drugs. I don't have to go back to the alcohol. I got something better. And it's the kingdom of God. It's the word of God within me. We got to get more word in us. We got to get more word in us. So why? So you can be like that lamp. Here you go. And in that dark area, what, what does the lamp do? Lights up. Can you cut off all the lights? Maybe we can't cut them all off. But can we cut off? Can you just hit the power button? Those won't cut off. We've got them because we've got some issues there. Is it darker? Is it darker? Can we turn the lights back on? Full blast, all lights. I get the word in me, and all of a sudden I begin to start speaking the word, speaking the word, and it begins to get lighter and lighter and lighter and lighter and lighter. Look. I know that things are difficult. I know that things are hard. I know that it's tough. It's tough. We're not, a, we're not unaware of those things. God's not unaware that it's difficult at times. But when you begin to put the Word of God in you, when you get squeezed, what comes out of you? The Word. Because why? The Word is a seed. Say that. The Word is a seed. Say it again. The Word is a seed. One more time. The Word is a seed. What do you need? What do you need? Sow a seed. 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 You see this table right over here? We tried to make it easy for you. We broke down some scriptures. If you need comfort and healing, if you need, if you need guidance and wisdom, if you need comfort and strength, if you need protection, we actually came in here and we said, wait a minute, let's pull these things out. Worries and fear. If you're dealing with worries and fear, we've got confessions over the children. We've got for material needs, provision, salvation, comfort, and strength. We pulled these out. Why? Because these are seeds. And if you get them, you'll put them in there. And the enemy will come against you, and he'll say, Nah, you don't have to do all that. You don't have to do all that. But if you want to live in abundance, and there is not a single person in here that does not want to live in abundance, I'm going to tell you. You want to live in abundance, then you want to get the seed. You want to get the word on it. Get the word on it. I got the word on it. Esther got the word on it. Daniel got the word on it. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego got the word on it. Can I get a hallelujah, amen, or something? Praise Jesus, or thank you, thank you, Father, amen? Stand up tonight. I, today, I, wanna, I just want to declare some things over your life. The word about comfort and strength says, the, say this after me, the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Greater is he that is in me, that is in the world. I will not let the word of God depart from my eyes, but I will keep it in my heart. For it is life to me. It is health to me. I am increasing in the knowledge of God. And I am strengthened with all might according to his glory and riches in Christ Jesus.
I refuse to give the devil a place. I put the word on it. I am delivered. I am delivered from the power of darkness. And I am translated into the kingdom of his dear son. I refuse to give the place devil, the devil a place. I'm going to get the word on it. I'm going to put pressure. That word needs pressure. I'm going to be changed, transformed into the image of God, into his likeness, in Jesus' name. I can do all things, all things through Christ who gives me strength. I, the joy of the Lord is my strength. I'm submitted to God. Therefore, I resist the devil, and he flees. I'm submitted to God. I'm going to operate in the kingdom of God. I'm going to operate in his light. I'm going to be his light in every area of my life. In Jesus' name. Come on, give the Lord some praise in the house. Hallelujah.